New York, concrete jungle where dreams are made of. Welcome to episode 32 of Wolves Cast, the show that does all its holiday shopping at Minnesota Public Radio's prettygoodgoods.org. It's hosted by myself and my brother. I am Neil. I'm Rapunzel. Whoa. Who's that? Rapunzel? Yeah. Long hair? Oh, yeah. Climb up it. My hair is getting kind of long. Hi, Rapunzel. Thanks for coming to the show. And thank you all for shopping at Pretty Good Goods. It's where I've been just doing like, I mean, 22 hours a day. Uh, I work at e-commerce for Minnesota Public Radio, and we make like almost all of our money in November and December, so it's just going hard, going year. hard. Uh, Make sure you I got over there. No time for anything else. Burning the candle short on both ends. It's been uh, it's been pretty stressful, to be honest. Yeah, that's I, that's Scott hardly has any time to watch the wolves these days, guys. So uh, yeah, so uh, let's. <laughs> this is my like brief respite, and uh, I hope that we can record this without it crashing again because uh, I want to get home, get some sleep. This this is this is a couple takes in right now, to be honest. But that's so, okay. We're gonna bring that vitality, and then you right. won't even know this is the third take because yeah. of technological issues. Yeah, it's all good. Make sure you go to Pretty Good Goods. That's uh, it, it's a website where you can buy stuff from Minnesota Public Radio. All kinds Help of stuff. Scott out current gear. Yeah, like palm hat. Yeah, palm hat. You can wear good prayer home companion gear. Oh, flat rate shipping all weekend long. It's like our last big weekend promotion. Like this is like our second biggest weekend of the year after Black Friday weekend. You guys know you want some of that stuff. You know someone in your family wants some of that stuff. And you Jump should really sign it. up for the email newsletters because we've been hemorrhaging subscribers for a little bit. And what? I take that personally because that's my responsibility. So if you could just sign up for all of our email newsletters. I make every single one myself. You'd make me look good. It's like basically the uh, real-life version of leaving a review on iTunes for Scott Olstead, please. That's cool. <laughs> Go check that out, you guys. Today on the show, we have headlines. We're going to talk about the quarter uh, season mark. You know, We've been through about 20 games so far, and we're going to talk about what that means for the Wolves. We have a lovely sponsor. We're going to get to do our first fan fiction segment of the year. Everybody loves that. Sometimes it gets weird. Mine is fan nonfiction because I found out the real story about what happened to Belly's Eye. It's more like investigative journalism. That's right. We have weekly cereal up in here. We got weekly wolfies. And uh, yeah, so it's going to be a good show. Uh, I want to say thank you to Robert Brewer for filling in last week. Shout out to Robert. You we did had, a great job. We got lots of uh, bottles of malt liquor beverage in oh, our yeah. garbage right here still from last week. Robert consumed some some beverages from the show, some uh, some Mike's Hards. Yep. Even though you got him his least favorite kind, he still he still he still downed them. It's so delicious. The purple kind, purple it's kind like is blackberry so good. or black cherry, I think, black or something. Cherry. <laughs> it's, is that even a real fruit? Or I is think it just like I don't know. Those, uh, invented like soda flavors. I don't know. I think Mike's Hard Lemonade came up with it or something like that. I think it's delicious, and it's my favorite color. So, uh, you know, Rob, stop tripping. The next night, I went to a birthday party at his place, and I brought him a six-pack of the right stuff. Okay. So okay. I, I redeemed myself you a little redeemed bit. redeemed yourself. And, uh, you know. Shout out to him for filling Shout in. Shout out to him. Well, it's good was, to have you back. Yeah, I was in England. Back uh, from the UK. For the last two weeks, and now I'm back to record the show. And and yeah, do do some more episodes. So You're, I see you've already lost your British accent. You picked up. Yeah, while you were I picked over it up there. for a little bit and was calling everybody bloke and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. and um, but now I drive dropped it already. I'm back to Minnesota style. So yeah, the, I'm getting over the jet lag and ready to 
ready to do some more Wolves cast. We'll, we'll call on you again, Robert, when you're needed. Thank pr- you so much. Pretty easy to get over the jet lag when you stay up all night anyways. Yeah, that's how, that's, that's how I roll. See, the time of posting is 3.30. <laughs> this podcast was put up on yeah. waves. Yeah, of course. Um, all right, let's dig into the week that was, Scott. Uh, first game was last Friday. We uh, dropped that game in New York New uh, against York. the Knicks, 114 to 118. Concrete jungle where dreams are made of. The second game in a row against New York. That's very strange. The home and away against the Eastern Conference opponent. That's always weird because it's like you get to see this team twice this year, and it's going to be both within a three day span. It's going to be within a 72 hour window. I don't like it, but I understand that it is a complicated beast to schedule these things, to schedule 82 games for 30 teams in all these arenas. Craziness. So I guess this is just the only way they can fit it in. Yeah, they need quantum computing for things like that. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's intense. Need a supercomputer to plan that stuff out. Uh, Made by Cray right here in Minnesota. You know, Minnesota oh, makes the best. I didn't know the supercomputer. Is it, that's the NBA schedule computer? Um, I know that <laughs> has to be. At least one NBA team has bought a Cray supercomputer. All right, for analytics department. Cray, I like that. Yeah, let's go Cray. Uh, in this game, Bealitz had a good game. Uh, right. Yeah, finally a good little uh, the silver linings of this kind of disappointing game. I mean, our starters looked really flat. It, I really felt like we got into New York City the night before. Yeah, it really yep. it really seemed like we spent all night. Like every, nightlife. Everyone on this team has got like a buddy or a family member who lives in the New York area, so all of them were out late partying it up. I think. Yeah, uh, at least the starters were because they looked tired, mm. and uh, it gave a bench a chance to shine. Chris Dunn didn't go out. Bielitsa didn't go out. They got their good night's sleep. Both of them. I think it was a good game. I think you know they you know lost it down the end, but close game you know, on the road. That's uh, you know New York's playing all right this season. They have a winning record this season. Our bench shipped forty seven points in that game. That's that, great. That's, that's great. That's more what, that's we, what need we need to see. Yeah, and it also just kind of illustrates how the starters really didn't have it that game. Um, but yeah, disappointing to lose both games to New York and. Especially when I thought like I thought one of them was winnable. I mean, we just yeah. barely lose here. And, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And then let that one get away as well. The so. next night, a uh, back-to-back situation. The Wolves uh, get probably their best win of the season uh, against Charlotte in Charlotte in overtime, one twenty-five to one twenty. That was cool to see uh, Saturday night. That, Something that, about that was back-to-backs. Something, Something about back-to-backs are like three and one on the second half of back-to-backs and one and three <laughs> so on the first half. Really, so. it really hurts the Wolves that the league is taking all these back-to-backs. Yeah, out give us more. Give us more. Like. Give us more. More preseason games, four more nights back-to-backs. In, four games and five nights. Come on. Give it to us. <laughs> yeah, we totally. any wins. But that was, that was a pretty fun game. The Wolves uh, found a way to not blow it in the end. Instead, they were the ones who forced Charlotte to blow it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Zach Levine trying to get that Air Jordan contract right in front of Jordan. Ooh, I like that. That should be interesting. He's, I think he's Nike right now, but yeah, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. He's he a big get, Kobe he, fan, but I could, you know, I could see I him see going Jordan. Air Jordan. Right. I mean, Ooh, I never thought about that. They give him the contract along with the slam dunk trophy this year yeah oh right away <laughs> unless the only thing is like jordan might like not like zach levine because zach levine is like jordan's famous his dunk contest is legendary when he dunked from the free throw line he's showing him up zach's out here like doing behind the backs and like you know through the legs and 360s from the free throw line yeah wow jordan's gonna be like this guy's making me look bad yeah that was a good game i really enjoyed to see the wolves get a win on the road i mean it, it felt like we were trying to give it away to them at the end but then we uh you know we we came back strong, which is nice. Yeah, I thought for, for like, well, they're up by nine with like a couple of minutes left in the game, and it's it just looked like, like it was over. Oh, this is another one of these games. Yeah, and uh, stormed uh, back. Yeah, 
That was a wonderful to see. Timely three-pointers from Ricky and Wiggins. And uh, good to see Carl Anthony Towns get some timely offensive rebounds. Yeah, that was great. Uh, and then Tuesday, the San Antonio Spurs came to Minneapolis, uh, and the Wolves lost 91-105. Uh, to 105. Um, The Spurs are an elite team in the league. It was a good first half for the Wolves. Great defense for them in the first half, but the Spurs showed why they are an elite team in the league in the second half. Really stormed back and took that game. Yeah, it's really. It's a beatdown in the second half. Really shows why it doesn't matter what happens in the first half in basketball. It's yeah, it's fun to watch. Happens in the it's fun to watch. Half. Fun to see what could be. But until the Wolves, we'll talk a little bit about this in our you know quarter season uh, bit of the show. You know, they need to play 48 minutes. They can't just play that first half really well. They need to take those things from the first half and transfer them into the second. Yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, next la- uh, final game from this week, uh, loss that we just witnessed. We're recording this directly after the game in Toronto on TNT. Uh, Wolves lose one ten to one twenty four against the Raptors again. Another top team in the league right now. They're they're playing great. Uh, they they won six in a row before losing to Cleveland the other night. They're they're a really really solid team. They get to play the Huskies Huskies throwback uniform cool. and like Huskies that. throwback court. What? Throwback court. The wolves are very close, I think, I like <laughs> genetically. <laughs> two two dogs. Speaking of dogs, yeah. Speaking of dogs, I don't know if you hear Josie barking. Hearing the yeah. hound. Yeah, she she likes to see the huskies too. Yeah, I like that the center court with the little little breath coming out of the husky. That was cool. I do like the little breath coming out of the husky. Cool jerseys. Uh, you know, little laid back. I like the court though. It was very minimalist. Yeah, I liked I like I like I like that game for the wolves though. I think they played a very complete game against a very solid team. It was unfortunate to lose, especially in the very end, but. I thought that was a pretty solid full game for the Wolves. I, I, I saw some good things in that game. Yeah, there were good things. There's frustrations. Towns in the first half played really bad, pressing really hard. And, you know, third quarter, man, there's some crazy fouls. Both sides, I guess, getting called. So there was some frustrating aspects of it. It's frustrating to uh, watch it really get away from us at the end. It wasn't like a four-point game or whatever. Like, they really put their th- foot on our throats in the and like the last five minutes, and it, yeah. we just got blown out again. So, yeah, Lowry was great in the end. So uh, It just shows, like, we're not close to winning these games. Uh, and even though it might feel like it, uh, it, it, we got a lot of ways to go still. All right, let's talk about the quarter season, Mark, uh, and what we've seen through the first 20 games or so. The Wolves are 7-15, are and 15, so that's 22 games. Um, they're on a 23-win pace if they keep it up like this. Um, right now, they're uh, they have the 11th best uh, offensive uh, rating in the league, and they have the 26th best defensive rating in the league. Those are the stats going into the Toronto game. So really called the 26th worst, 26th best, uh, fourth, fourth bet, fourth worst, <laughs> fourth worst, <laughs> yeah, uh, in the league. Um, you know that that's kind of where we sit right now. I think that is a pretty good sample size for what the, what's happening right now with the team. Um, I don't know, uh, Scott. What before we get to our sort of good and bad uh, sort of uh, remarks from the, from the season? What, what, what are your high level thoughts about where the team is right now? I know we just touched on it a little bit about closing out games and that kind of thing. Through twenty games, through the first fourth of the season, what, what are you seeing from the team? What's what stands out to you at this point? Um, well, I think lack of consistency. I thought especially from our bench. I mean, I thought we'd be more cohesive at this point. I mean, a lot of these guys have played together for a few years. So uh, guys who played together well in rotations and units last season, not doing so this season, it just seems like we know each other less than we knew each Mm. other last season. So finding some kind of consistency, it seems like several players have taken a step back. Carl Anthony Towns, not the least, probably one of the most major of them. Carl and Ricky have just been really bad 
You know, uh, Carl's had moments offensively at least, but his defense has taken a huge step back. And uh, I think he's a little lost right now about what his role is. And that was not something we thought was going to happen out of the unanimous rookie of the year from last year. (laughs) Right. And Ricky just seems lost in this system. He's not even like taking the shots he used to take. And, um, you know, I, I wonder if he's dispirited about it, but like he definitely seems like his magic has been stolen by this Tom Thibodeau system that is more on like switching where Ricky likes to hound a guy and like Ricky just hasn't figured it out. He had that slight injury that kept him out for a few games and maybe that contributed, but he's played enough games now that like he is uh, has not been helping us in the usual Ricky Rubio ways. Yeah, to me, it's surprising, I guess, this early that the team hasn't really established an identity. That's something you and Robert talked about a lot last week. No swagger. No swag. No, And I think that everyone's excited for this team. I think a lot of this sort of disappointment in the first quarter of the season has to do with the expectations that were put forward by fans and by the media, right? Everyone sort of looked at the last bit of last season. And by season. the Timberwolves players. Yeah, I mean, the players came out. And yeah, said, I mean, Towns is very prideful. He, you know, you know, I mean, all these young guys, each of the young core, all think that they are some of the best players in the league, and they've been told that, and the media has been telling them that, and and you know, I think there was a lot made of what these guys could be right away, and I think when you look at it on paper, it just looked better than obviously it has been on the court, and I think that's the most disappointing thing. It's not like they've been terrible. It's just the fact that like there's a lot of teams who I think are have disappointed their fan bases more than the Wolves, or are in worse situations even in the medium term than the Wolves. But it's the fact that there was such we kind of got caught up in it a lot, I think. And I, and when I say we, I kind of mean the overall fan base. I know we were a little bit more lukewarm about the playoffs well, and that kind of thing. let's be honest. I mean, we thought at the very, very least we would play at the like same kind of win-loss rate as last season. Right now we're on pace for 23 for less. Wins. Yeah. So <laughs> we are playing terribly. Yes. Everyone, even like I said this last week, I think with Robert, even if you came in with very modest expectations, they have disappointed you. So even people who kept their expectations yeah. in check – have been disappointed. It's not that we had our expectations out of line. They're legitimately a disappointing team. Yeah, and I think on paper it was something where it was like, hey, you add Tom Thibodeau, these these young players take another step forward in their second and third years and that kind of thing. And and what it, we thought it would add up to was more than it is now. But what's really happened is there's a step back in the transition process. I think a lot of this comes down to, yeah, it's young guys, but I think it is another new system for these guys to get into. I think that is a huge part of it. I think Thibodeau is is putting in a whatever he's doing, whatever his overall system is, um, is, is something that is going to take a while for these guys to learn. And it's not like he's going to take any shortcuts. Thibodeau is, has a five-year deal. He's not looking over his shoulder. Wonder if he's going to get fired. I, everyone thinks that maybe there's going to be a trade happening for a vet, or maybe that's ha- maybe that is going to happen. But I don't think any of the young core are going to get moved. I don't think that there's even, going to be any short-term fixes here. You I think, can't even move uh, the guys you want to move because yeah. they're playing so poorly. So, yeah, so like, I think no it's going to be them. a step-by-step process. He's going to stay with it, and we're going to have to take our lumps for now. <laughs> I did, I thought we would be trying like we'd be on the verge of getting out of the lottery now i think we're definitely guaranteed another top 10 draft pick so we can start talking about that yeah fans because yeah especially like what do you do if like this continues at this pace for another 20 games at the 50 at uh, the 50 percent mark the halfway there mark are we going to be talking on this pod about how do we tank the rest of the season you know because if we play at this pace for the next 20 games then we're going to be looking at one of the worst records in the league and we could you know, then we have to talk about that kind of stuff. And at which point, do you trade Ricky even if he hasn't been playing good or whatever? Yeah. You know? So there's so many, uh, 
you know, it could get dark here. Um, but I agree. I'm not overall worried um, because of the big picture stuff. Anyone who's cleaned their room or cleaned any part of their house knows sometimes you have to make stuff messier <laughs> before it gets cleaner. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. got to take everything out That's first, and then yeah. and so you're just spreading some piles, spreading crap all over your house, and yeah, make some piles, and then you have to put it back in the right way. But that's just the way it is. And so yeah, sometimes you've really, you know, Tibbs seems to think that leaving these guys in to learn from their mistakes is going to be what ultimately makes it work. I was thinking about tonight, I was thinking it almost sounded like a Bill Walton pep talk, which I also I often <laughs> listen to on YouTube. Seriously, you Bill think I'm Walton. joking? Type in Bill Walton inspirational into YouTube, and welcome to hours upon hours of content, my friends. He will always get you cheered up. I Bill love Bill Walton. Walton. Yeah, but like I was thinking, like you know what this team doesn't have is composure, first of all. Mm. We're not composed uh, when bad things happen. We, we let bad calls get into our heads and then we don't try hard down on the next play. We take a bad shot or, you know, we have a bad offensive possession and we don't try hard on defense or vice versa. And that's something that's the mark of a young team that we don't have the composure to just put our bad plays behind us and move on. But the way you get composure is exposure. You see rhymes. John Wooden at the UCLA taught me Bill Walton. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, but, but we need exposure. Yeah. Thibodeau talks about that a lot, about, you know, having, you know, getting through those hard times, having composure for 48 minutes. That's definitely something he's touched on a lot in post-game interviews this season. And what's frustrating right now is it's just like, I thought we'd see improvements. And there's some games that, like, even this past week where I felt like there's, we're getting worse. Like, there's, there's a few games this past week where we're just not trying on defense. Even tonight against uh, the Toronto, there were so many plays where it's just like, really, you got us, all five of you got out hustled down the court, you know? Like, yeah. and somebody just got an open layup because none of you hustled back or like nobody gov- covered that guy in the corner. Like, we're not trying on defense. And like, so until we can give effort on defense and stuff, it, it's just, it looks like it's getting worse. Yeah, you know, that, so I'm that, not, I'm not expecting this to turn around. I used to think like we were going to snap out of this and figure it out because it's too fluky. And now I don't think it's a fluke. I think we're actually this bad, and there's no signs that we're going to be able to turn it around anytime soon. We have we've sort of uh, established some some of the good and some of the bad that we've seen this season. We'll start with the bad three things: defense, consistency, and bench play. You just touched on the defense. To me, it is primarily transition defense. That's the thing where, uh, to me, that is rough because especially when you got these young bodies. It is a motivation thing. It is an effort thing to be able to get back in transition and get in front of your man um, after you've missed a shot, especially even to, even the Toronto game. Zach missed a three in the corner and kind of stood there and watched it. Jim Peterson talks about all the time. You gotta you gotta shoot and release. You gotta right. go because your man's running down the court. And that's what I'm talking about. Forgetting it, like take a shot, then forget it and leave that play alone. Yeah, but yeah, we yeah. carry these plays on and on. You know. Yep. And uh, that's what a young team does. And that's why, like, Towns had that massive dunk, and we seem to have some momentum come out of it because we're a team that gets influenced by, like, you know. Consistency like is something that this is sort of a bright spot for me in some ways because it's frustrating to have inconsistent play. But when you look at the first half primarily and some moments in the second half, you do see the flashes of how this team could be, um, especially as the ball is moving. I feel like in the second half, you get a lot of sticky hands. Get a lot of hero shots. You get a lot of uh, ISO ball. A lot of turnovers, too. A lot of turnovers. When we do try to pass it, it's just turnover city. Yeah, so it's about consistency. And and, and to me, that is something that is attributable to youth. 
I, uh, that is something that you need to play these games. You need to learn how to play 48 minutes. You need to learn how uh, to, to, to let a, um, you know, to get out of a 13 to five run that, you, that the other team's on right now um, and to get back to the way you were playing. Those are things, the consistency issue is something that I do expect to change over the course of this season um, as the team progresses a little more, gets a little better under Thibodeau's system. Uh, but the consistency in in within a game, within a 48-minute game, is, is, is has been bad this season. I haven't even seen Towns play like a great defensive game. Like, how can we mm. play consistent if we're not even getting to that level that we need to be consistent at, right. you know? So there's some uh, fundamental flaws there. Um, and, and then the bench. We talked a little bit about Bielitsa scoring, finally coming into it a little bit. Nuns looked a little bit better. But overall, we thought the bench would be shored up a little bit by the uh, additions of Cole Aldridge and Brandon Rush. Rush has been hurt with the turf toe. Aldrich has been all right uh, from time to time, especially in the last uh, week or so. Some of these guys are playing okay. But, you know, for me, Shabazz is a guy that you kind of look at and kind of scratch your head. Is where Where's where's it coming from on this guy? Like Shabazz this, and Dunn have both been very inconsistent. Yeah. Dunn's another guy where, like, you want to give him the minutes, but sometimes you put him in there and he just doesn't have it tonight. Yeah, and he's, like, he's sat entire you know, quarters at the end. You know, I He guess, can really hurt you if because yeah. he tries hard. And when he doesn't have it, he tries hard and is hurting you pretty hard every time. So Tom, uh, Tom Thibodeau's had to use a quick hook sometimes uh, we haven't even seen Tyus in the past week it feels like uh, so yeah. you know it's just uh, that that whole thing's been weird and I mean tonight in Toronto was one of the first times I felt like the bench had an identity and maybe that's because this past yeah, week they were good they held their own this past week Tibbs is finally starting to stagger some minutes uh, you know sat Gorgie early had Cole come in Cole played well with the starters for a little bit and then he had Zach and Gorgie run with the bench and uh, like Zach Gorgie and then it was Dunn Bielitsa and Shabazz yeah. oh yeah and like that worked really well because Dunn sometimes can't set up offense and run offense really well. But that two man game of Levine and Gorgie can find a shot. Yeah, they can find a shot every possession if you just give it to them. So you kind of uh, make it easier for Dunn to be on the floor by having those two out there and uh, giving more time to have them get more shots is good because Wiggins and Cat need so many shots. It's fun to have like Zach and Gorgie really go hard on the bench. So hopefully. Tibbs keeps staggering his minutes like that because it's the first time all season I feel like the bench is at any kind of identity, and I really thought the bench was going to be better this year. Uh, it's not all bad, Scott. There is some good to come from this season. It's not all doom and gloom over here, although the record uh, certainly doesn't quite show it. But there have been some good things that uh, we've seen. We, uh, I, I, overall, I think the young core looks good. Uh, flashes of brilliance, as I was kind of talking about, uh, some of the consistency things in the first half, especially. Um, you know, the team has looked really good. Lots of good ball movement in certain points of the season. It's not like uh, you know necessarily. It's wow, this is a horrible team uh, from front to back. It's like no, there's good moments and then they fall off a cliff. Um, improved three point rate. We complained about that all season last year, being That's last nice. in the league at just threes taken. They're at least taking league average threes now and, That's nice. and making more. And then health. Team has stayed healthy. Team has been able to stay on the court. Ricky missed five games, I think, with the with the elbow sprain. Um, yeah, turf I'm toe so for thankful. Rush, but other than that, guys have been playing. I'm so thankful for that because, you know, it's kind of depressing to watch these games where you go in and you're like, oh, it's happening in the second half again. Like, that's kind of depressing. But what's really depressing if it was like no towns for 20 yeah. games or something? Yeah. Like, that would be really depressing. At least we have the data. Yeah. At least we're getting so, feedback here. You know, I, I am thankful for that. I'm not going to front because it, it would be so much <laughs> worse. Like, there would really be no hope if like Wiggins or Towns like tore an ACL and was out until ah. next year or something. You know? Yeah. We have to, rem- <laughs> yeah, there's the knock. We have to think about that from the last couple seasons, especially the 16 or whatever it was, win season two years ago. 
ago where everyone's ravaged with injuries and it was like, yeah, I guess it's good because we're going to get the first pick, but geez, we don't even know what we have. Yep. So health is definitely a luck thing. Um, I think the e- core is, uh, yeah, uh, um, the health health is something that, sorry, the health is something that is, you know, you can't predict it. Hopefully you're healthy. Hopefully you have a good trainer helping you out. But yeah, the health. <laughs> yeah, it's almost more concerning why we're not good, doing good with yeah, all this yeah, good yeah. health. But yeah, you know. okay. So, the, I, but I think going back to the core, I think overall that this is a huge plus. I know Towns has not lived up to taking the next step so far, but Levine, um, you know, Levine's hitting threes. I think he's still way up in the league leaders as far as the top ten goes in in in, in percentage. Wiggins had a great first. He's couple also weeks. Uh, like top ten in free throw percentage Ooh. now. He's got, yeah, he's brought it back up there. Like we're blonde. Yeah, he's been passable on defense. He hasn't been a sieve. Um, Wiggins, you know, had a great first couple weeks, kind of simmered off a little bit after that, but still absolutely looks like a future all-star now. Looks like someone who is going to be a problem in the league for years to come, really coming into his own. So, you know, you look at those three players, and you, you still have a good long-term outlook. You still have these guys that you definitely have as building blocks to go forward. And and, and that's a positive thing. Maybe that's maybe a, a cop-out because we're looking a little too looking too far forward, and that's more of a long-term good thing rather than a looking back at the first 25 games thing. But Sure. Yeah, yeah I mean, long-term, like we said coming into the season, playoffs are a long shot, so... We, you know, if you're not going to make the playoffs, you might as well miss them by a whole ton, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to talk myself into it. I don't believe that at all. It would be great if we had a second, a good second half of the season. I hope that happens. No, and, and, and let's just talk about the first. Let's just talk about this season and expectations going forward to, right. to wrap this part up. To me, I do. It is a bummer that the Wolves are what seven and seven and fifteen. But I still think that this can be a positive season. I, I do think, we, like we just said, playoffs probably out, probably like a 10% chance of happening at this point. Yeah. A lot would need to happen. Um, but I do think that this season can be um, successful in other ways. I think as long as you see progression from the beginning to the end, as long as you see guys improving, and as long as more than anything else for this new regime, um, for Thibodeau and Layden, they need to see what they have going forward. This isn't the team they chose. You know, this isn't the team that they drafted and signed for the most part. Um, this is a team that still needs to have their fingerprint on it, their their hands on it. So they, as long as they can figure out, and this comes into what we're talking about with health, as long as you guys get to be on the court and play 70 to 80 games together, then you know what you have. You know who you can subtract and who, what you might need to add in this offseason. So I think there's a lot of value that can come from this season, even if it's going to be a 35-win season or a 30-win season or something like that. You know, so I think it's important to, to, as Wolves fans, to trying to get you wrapped up in the win loss. Uh, it's hard because that's how, that's why you play the game is to win. It'd be great to break that playoff streak. But I do think there is a lot of value in just the progression in just this season as well. Yeah, we're all taking losses this year, man. Maybe 2017 will be You're sad. Scott, how about Scott, Scott some sad, more wins? You guys, please send Scott some tweets. Send us some heart emojis. Oh and man, some tweets. Just, <laughs> just wake me up when December ends, my friends. I need to. You need to get out of this holiday season, you know? Ooh, yeah, seriously, right? Um, so, yeah. No. What, are you, what are you looking forward to from the, the next three-fourths of this season? Anything specific you're looking for, um, hopefully seeing the team improve on besides wins or losses? Or, or what are you going to be looking for here Let's focus on the little next? things. Yeah. Closeouts. I'd like to see us start to close out against guys <laughs> in a way where they, yeah, where they don't just shoot over us every single time or blow by us. Like apparently Thibodeau teaches like an interesting way to do closeouts, and I haven't seen that happen yet. So closeouts, uh, switching is another thing that I'd like to see us do better. Just like if I could see them consistently uh, like execute the defensive stuff and like start shutting teams down on that end. Like I don't care about our final record. Like I know these guys can score. They're still figuring out how to make it. You know, give it to the hot hand every night because one night it's Cat, one night it's Wiggins, 
whatever. I'm not worried about the offense. It's just uh, if we, if we could be like a top 15 defensive rating team by the end of the season, like that's all I would like. To, uh, please, you I know? think that's huge. Going back to the expectations of this season is oh, Thibodeau's never had a bad defense. Like that is a guarantee for this team. Like who knows how they're gonna be on offense, but at least they'll have a great defense. That's not happened this year. That's something we need to see in the second half and, and of this season, in the second three fourths of this season, is to be able to see the team progress on defense because. That's Thibodeau's hallmark. I think that's uh, that, that's how he puts his point on the game. You didn't see the TNT broadcast tonight, no. but one of the things that uh, was said was uh, Tom Thibodeau. I think relayed through. Uh, you know, people were talking about an interview with Tips, but uh-huh. what Tips had said is because uh, all of them were marveling at the athletic play of Wiggins and Levine and Towns. They're like, "Wow, look how athletic these guys are." And then they're like, yeah, but Tibbs told us earlier that he wishes they were at that athletic at defense. Like, why are they only athletic on offense? Like, <laughs> why are they that athleticism? Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, they can jump out of their shoes on offense, but they can't even, like, block a guy on defense. Like, where's this athleticism on defense? And I think that that's so true. We're not applying ourselves on defense yet. And that's maybe the most frustrating thing is that we, I can tell we're not even trying. All right, let us know what you think, uh, what you're looking forward to um, coming up here for the Wolves, what you're looking for uh, the Wolves to achieve in uh, the final three-fourths of the season. The first 25 cents of this dollar has been spent. That's right. Uh, it's at WolvesCast on Twitter. Send us a message over there, you guys. All right, let's get to our sponsor, Ad Music. Oh. Hey, everybody. Winter isn't coming. <laughs> It's here. It's here. It's cold. Right out. Let me tell you, I'm riding the bus now. It's super cold out. And I get... You know where it's really cold? Where? Right down by the Target Center. I wait for the 94 bus. It's right by that street. I sit there at the Mayo Clinic Claire... Mayo Clinic Square. Okay, okay. I stand right outside every day waiting for that 94 bus. It gets so drafty in downtown Minneapolis. You got all the streets. It's so cold out there, you guys. But you know what? There's a place for you to beat the cold this winter. Please tell me where. Please come to the Target Center. Oh! A fully heated building. Oh, okay. In fact, once you get inside... You, won't, you might even just get the body heat of the skyways with everyone crammed in there. That's right. Alone will be enough to heat you up. But make sure you come into all the games as well. I mean, we're already last in attendance. Right, but that even even that, that's still like 14,000 people last in the league. But that's a lot of bodies to keep you warm. That's right. And that also means that the Timberwolves, there's a lot of deals. There's a lot of free tickets out there to find. I yeah. mean, just, you know, they have more season ticket members who aren't just showing up and they're probably selling their tickets for cheap. So. Listen, you can get into the building for like five to ten dollars on average uh, for like a weeknight game. Yeah. So you can just pop in there five, ten dollars. Doors open at 530 p.m. Game gets over at like 930. That's four hours of warmth for you. And you know what? Like five dollars. That's like you need like 10 times that to buy a decent jacket. So it's just cheaper. It's just cheaper. Yeah, you do the math right there. You know, you might be cold in your house. Just turn down the heat, save on that energy, and go to Target Center and watch the wolves. But more importantly, warm yourself. It's, yeah, it's cold out there. It's a long winter. You gotta you gotta watch out for your own interests. So the Target Center heating, you guys, is great. That's what they want us to tell you right now, basically. You, that's that's you, our around the Target right Center. You know what they say: if you can't take the heat, get out of the Target Center <laughs> because it's so hot in there. Yeah. Zach Levine just lighting us up. Yeah, plus there's lots of construction going on, so you might be able to warm your hands next to some welding, next to some, you know, next to some wood. I don't know. Who knows what's going on over there? They're, they're breaking stuff. They're building things up. There's lots of warmth going on at Target Center. Make sure you get over there. For all your heating needs, the oh. Target Center now, as always, raccoon-free. All right, and now it's time for the first time this season for our awesome segment where we read stories that we made up. It's time for fan fiction. 
What if KG ran an ice cream shop? It's fan fiction, frickin' fan fiction. What does Wiggins get when he hits the co-op? It's fan fiction, frickin' fan fiction. What if Rubio got lost in a zoo? It's fan fiction, frickin' fan fiction. What if Glenn Taylor got a sick tattoo? It's fan fiction, frickin' fan fiction. Hmm. Fan fiction. I love that music. Uh thanks, bro. Can't listen to it. Wait to listen to it. It's sped up <laughs> one time. One times. Fan fiction, you guys, is a segment where we write stories about the Minnesota Timberwolves. And uh, today... We're the fans. This is our fiction. We are the fans. We are going to write write some... Some people call this shipping. Some fiction. Oh. You know, where they're shipping yeah. hard for like uh, Jamie and Bron to hook up on <laughs> Game of Thrones. They're shipping hard for like, you know, Poe and Finn from Star Wars to hook up. It's mostly people shipping hard for characters to hook up. We're shipping for, we're shipping for the wolves today. Yep. Today, um, the topic is Belly's Black Eye. How did it happen? Belly's Black Eye. You had a black eye um, this week. You may have seen it on the Real broadcast. Shiner. You couldn't miss it. Great shiner on the right eye. It's looking all discolored tonight. Ooh. It went from that darkness to yeah, like, green. Where it's like yellow and green. Yeah, yeah like the yellow gangrene. <laughs> Greenish. It's great. Um, so we wrote some stories about how that might have happened. I, w- I watched at uh, the, the gym. I was talking about how like if you go to the gym when there's not like basketball on and you're on the treadmill and you want to watch something, uh, you can always count Game Show Network always showing Family Feud. FX always showing some kind of superhero movie. All right. Always, it's, like, it's basically the Marvel Channel now. <laughs> and uh, the amazing Spider-Man with... Uh, uh, Garfield, Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield, yeah. Yeah. And Belly kind of belly beat up and like, you know, right. sweaty and stuff. Looks a little bit like <laughs> Spider Man at the end of that movie when he's all beat up and stuff. I've seen the similarity there. I like it. Okay, let's get into our stories. I'm going to start first. Um, and it goes a little something like this The lights were low, the music loud, and the vibes were relatively chill in the VIP section. The Minnesota Timberwolves had dropped their second game of the week against the New York Knicks earlier in the evening. The team had decided to hit the club to shake off the loss before flying out the next day. Nemanja Bialica was seated between Ricky Rubio and Shabazz Muhammad, his two closest friends on the team. The booze was flowing as seven or eight Wolves players relaxed in the VIP. Suddenly, Nemanja realized he hadn't seen teammate Adrian Payne in a while. Where is AP? He asked Shabazz. Yo, I don't know. Probably finding a girl to talk to or something. As the words left Baz's mouth, they heard screams and shouting as a scuffle broke out across the club. Sure enough, no knucklehead Adrian Peterson was involved. Bielitsa and his teammates rushed over to break things up. Brandon Rush pulled someone off pain. Bielitsa attempted to do the same when seemingly out of nowhere, a fist was hurled towards his Serbian face. Nemanja quickly ducked, narrowly avoiding the contact. As soon as the offenders were restrained and cooler tempers prevailed, the team decided it was best to leave the club immediately. Bielitsa and Rubio piled into a town car together, and while en route to the team hotel, decided to stop at a bodega for a late-night snack and maybe a beverage. The duo briefly considered getting room service delivered back at the hotel, but ultimately thought, it's late and we're only in New York City a few nights a year, why not? Rubio and Bielitsa arrived at the bodega, hopped out, and entered. As Nemanja was contemplating the candy bar options in front of him, Ricky shouted from the back of the store, Hey, Belly, think fast! and whipped a 40-ounce bottle of Mickey's behind the back toward him. Bielitsa, still buzzed from the club, immediately knew that he would not be able to catch this pass from Rubio, and instead collapsed to the floor. The bottle smashed against the wall. Alarmed, Rubio rushed to his teammate, apologized, and picked him up off the ground. The men paid for their snacks and broken beverages, and proceeded to the hotel. Nemanja closed the door to his hotel room, relieved to be back after an eventful evening in the Big Apple. Just as it last latch closed, he heard a knock and a voice. It was young Canuck Andrew Wiggins. Yo, Belly! 
Welcome back, bro. Let's get that Call of Duty going. You promised we'd play. Honestly, Bielitsa just wanted to go to bed, but he had indeed promised Andrew earlier in the day that he would play with him. Nemanja shouted back, yep, let's do this. He turned on his heel, pushed down the handle, and as he opened the door from the inside, Andrew excitedly pushed open from the outside, and the corner of the door flew into Belly's face, hitting him square in the eye. Ah! Belly cried out, holding his face with both hands. Belly, I'm so sorry. You okay? Through his hands, Bielitsa replied, yeah, yeah, I guess, but that's going to leave a mark. The end. Wow. He almost got through so much. I thought I thought he was going to get it at the club. I thought he was going to get it at the bodega. I was waiting for the bodega cat to come out and get him in the eye or something. A couple close calls there for Belly, but ultimately it was just, an, just a door. Had to answer the just call. Just a door that hit him. Had to answer that call. <laughs> Poor guy. Good one. Um, Scott, that was my fan fiction. And I, um, I hope you're ready because now it's your turn. Dro- this is, okay, this is a true story. Drop a little story on us, this bro. This is fan nonfiction, like I said. And it's Got it's for it, real. Got it the inside account. I had a friend at a bar who told me, and he went lie. Oh, so, wow. Here we go. So my friend was at a bar, and he saw Belly there, you know, and the bartender. And they were just chilling, you know, after the game. Need to get a few drinks to cool off from that embarrassing loss to the Knicks. And the bartender was telling Belly about his friend. The bartender's friend, that is. He and his bar, see, the bartender's friend and the bartender's friend's wife. I guess I should give them names. Let's call them Brett and Sally. Brett and Sally. They had been trying to have a kid for a long time. And when they eventually did have a child, it was actually just a head. No body, no shoulders, nothing, just a head. But by some miracle, this head lived. It was alive. So they decided to raise it as their son and loved it like no other. And it was this head, it's a miracle that this head survived all the way to its 21st birthday. And the bartender was telling Belly, you know what? Brett's going to bring his son in tonight and I'm going to serve him his very first drink. And sure enough, Brett came in that door and brought his son right under his arms, kind of cradling him under his arms like a basketball in one hand, bringing him up to the bar, set him on the bar, put him down on the bar, said, bartender, it's my son's 21st birthday. I'm so proud of him. He's gone through so much in life, so much adversity. And yet here we are. I'd like to buy him his first drink. The bartender comes around over, pours the first drink for the son. The son kind of puts the cup in his lips because he doesn't have any hands. He kind of tips his head back. And he takes the drink and he drinks it down. And all of a sudden he grows shoulders and arms. And it's like, whoa, what just happened? And Brett says, come on, give him another one. Give him another one, bartender. So the bartender pours him another drink. And now he has hands. He takes it in his hand. He drinks it down. He grows a torso. And so, you know, everyone's shocked. And the dad's like, keep him coming. Uh, Just keep coming. Another drink, another drink. And so his son takes his third drink and he grows legs and feet. And he stands up and then he falls over dead. And the bartender looks at him and says, well, I guess he should have quit when he was ahead. When he says this, Bielitsa smacks himself in the face really hard with his hand. It's called a face palm. It's such a groaner of a joke. Just smacked himself in the face so hard, bruised the blood vessels around his eye. That's a true story. Sometimes that's how it goes. Weird stuff happens. You know, we got babies with just a head and you end up with a black eye. Yep. Uh, that's just how it is. But he played well with the black eye, so maybe someone should sock him in the face once per week. <laughs> That's fan fiction, you guys. If you have any ideas about how Bielitsa got that black eye, send them to us because we want to know. You're our sources. We got to get down to the. We got to get down to the. You know the the real story here, and you know we have a couple ideas. Scott did some journalism, but maybe you have an idea too. Man, too bad we didn't have a podcast when Kevin Love did those knuckle pushups. We could have given you the fan fiction on that as well. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a good one. Uh, we'll keep that in our pocket for a rainy day. All right, time to close out the show with some weekly wolfies. 
presenting your Weekly Wolfie. Weekly Wolfie is the segment where we tell you about something that happened uh, in this week of Timberwolves basketball that uh, we think you should know about, uh, either good or bad or neither. <laughs> uh, maybe Notable, re- stinky. Re- yeah, yeah, recommended, something like that. Uh, Pungent. Terrible. Um, Scott, you want to go first the most delicious uh, this the week? week with yeah. your Weekly Wolfie? What you got? Who, who wins your Weekly Wolfie? All right. Well, this goes, shout out to the current guy. They okay. gave me this news item. 89.3. Weekly music news curated by Jay Gabler. Shouts Ooh. to Jay. This news item takes a little explaining. Kaganers. C-A-G-A-N-E-R-S. Kaganers. Oh. According to Consequence of Sound, are little figures depicted with their pants down, squatting and defecating on the ground. In the Catalonia region of Spain and other Catalan cultures, the little figures appear hidden in or, in or around nativity scenes as a mean to either represent fertility of the earth or the outsider spoiling or ornamental extravagance, depending on your source. So this is a Catalonia thing. That's uh, where Ricky's from. Yeah, that's where Ricky is from. Mark is from as well, and, and Pal. Oh. And I was just like, this is, this is really weird. And they've got a bunch of famous people. Uh, you can buy celebrity Kaganars. Kaganars. <laughs> there's ones of like Prince, Madonna, Bono, Bruce Springsteen, Michael Jackson. So there's all kinds of you know celebrity ones. And so I thought... Well, Ricky's from Catalonia. I better do this Google search. And I typed in Ricky Rubio Kaganer. And sure enough, there's you can buy a little toy of Ricky Rubio. Did you order it? Taking a squat. Did you order it? I did not order it. What? I probably should. You're right. Wow. I should. It was a quick Google search. So your Wolfie is... I haven't had a lot of time this week. I already talked about it. But I want to give a shout out to... To Catalan. To the people making the Catalonia. Timberwolves. <laughs> this, Ricky Rubio. <laughs> Cagona? Yeah, uh, they're called Caganers. Caganers. And they're little statues of somebody with their pants down, squatting and defecating on the ground. And they're found in or around nativity scenes in the country. It reminds me of like the like the little like Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes like peeing it's, on something. It's almost exactly <laughs> like that. Yep, it's like that where like, it's like Cal- Calvin peeing on the Chevrolet logo, yeah. Calvin peeing on the Vikings logo. Yeah, like, yeah, it's like that. You can get Calvin peeing on anything. Yeah, and you can get anybody squatting and taking taking or defecating. All and right, keep this PG rated. So yeah, that is uh, strange but true. And I'm just going to give a shout out to Catalonia. You go check that out. You just got to just got to Google Caganers and Ricky Rubio, and you can go get one C-A-G-A-N-E-R-S. for yourself. C a g a n e r s. I got to get one of those for the studio here, Scott. Yeah, I, I, it'll it'll be very fitting. Uh, okay, my weekly Wolfie goes to the Vertical Podcast with Chris Mannix. Um, this week he had Zach Levine on the show, and it was dope. Zach um, is really fun to listen to. He is. Pretty well spoken. He's got a funny voice. He laughs a lot. He's told he's telling some good stories on the show. And it's about forty minutes long and talks about Zach growing up, maybe some things you haven't heard about, um, that maybe things you don't know about from Zach's early career as in, in high school and stuff like that. You know, it turns out he was a better baseball player at first and how his dad, you know, kind of pushed him to play basketball and his dad was really hard on him as far as like training him to be a be a hooper and when he discovered he could dunk. Um, these kind of things, and then some more current stuff like, you know, how's Tom Thibodeau um, to play for, and will you be in the dunk contest this year? Lots of good stuff from Zach, and it's been a good podcast. I listen to it every now and then. The Vertical with Chris Mannix, um, Vertical like uh, Yahoo's network that uh, you probably know from but Adrian Wojnarowski. with Chris Mannix. Yeah, like they have the di- same name, but there's multiple branding. shows because, uh, 
Yeah, I think. we're experts in bad branding, so we would know it's bad. Branding. I think they have, they have a JJ Reddick show too. I yeah, think he's on the vertical, the vertical podcast, yes. the vertical with Lodge, the vertical. Yeah, with they Manics, have different the like vertical. artwork, so you can sort of tell. But, but it's really like the same artwork, but with different colors. It's they also just the name like of the website. Yeah. Like it's crazy, it's but yeah, go great. check out the latest ones with Zach, and it's it's pretty good stuff. Go get that. And Zach, come on the podcast anytime, bro. Yeah, Zach, we we'll have you. We'll you. have you. We'll, it'll be fun. And get you all your favorite candy, and yeah. uh, we'll play some Call of Duty after. Like, come on, man, come around. Totally. Um, so yeah. All right, that does it for the show for us this week. We uh, we're gonna skip a game just because everyone have to play a game every week. I just you know? got. I'm so fried, you guys. Like I've got just no time in my life. Yeah, and we'll, we'll so, get a game for one of these other weeks. We'll skip it for this week. You guys can play a game at home. <laughs> Alexi, change change the space. Be happy. Enjoy. It be a show if we didn't play that one. We didn't get any kind of drops in. <laughs> I'm Ricky Rubio. I'm not like. Anybody else? Yeah, Catalan's a good one. All Catalan right. boy. This one also never gets enough play. Duty EB. <laughs> Drops, you guys. That's how it goes. I Everybody, we, we let pro- us know. We promised we'd play a Harlan one. There we go. Harlan. I like this one that sounds like NBA Jam is happening. Minnesota's got the lead. Oh, like a little do, beat behind do, it, a little bass line behind yeah. it. Yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. Uh, NBA Jam, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. It sounds like NBA Jam. Um, but yeah, that's our show. Game next week. Thanks for listening to us this week, everybody. Make sure you subscribe to our show on iTunes or in your podcast app of choice so it shows up as soon as we post it. That's the best way to listen to the show. Plus, then you get all the show notes. We make little show notes and links um, that you can look at um, within your app and stuff like that. So a little extra bonus for you there. Um, If you are shopping for Christmas presents, go to better, uh, what's it called? Pretty Good Goods. Pretty Good Goods. PrettyGoodGoods.org and pick up some stuff there. Also go to Wolfscast. If you're going to buy anything from Amazon anyway, like we all do, you should just go to Public Radio Market. And just click on one of our links to get to Amazon. Then we get 10%. Get, the, get that affiliate link. 10% of that money. Also, if you're looking for gifts for your Wolves fans, friends, uh, be sure to go to wolvescast.com and buy our Tibbs mullet pin. It's a great gift. Great little stocking stuffer. You can even pin it to their stocking. Think about that. Yeah, That'd be great. dope. Use offer code ICE ICE for free shipping on that. Grab that, you guys. we got lots of pins left. You can, you can buy them. What you we can should buy do for em. next week is have everyone, all of our listeners out there who are stuck in the crowd, <laughs> Like I'm asking for a few Timberwolves themed things for uh-huh, Christmas, uh-huh. and I, I'm sure you are as well. And yeah. so, why does everyone let us know what they're asking for at, for Timberwolves gifts on their list? I like and that. then maybe we can make a, a gift guide, the ultimate Wolves gift guide. Uh, last year, I, last week, I shouted out uh, my weekly Wolfie went to the Tibbs Eats Farts shirt. <laughs> yep, and that's on my Christmas fan made shirt. Very nice. So, Neil, there's a, there's a Christmas That's a hint. That's a hint. I got to get that get for you. Um, uh, any shout outs you want to give? No. Uh, shout outs to the United Kingdom for coming to our shows. Hey, shout out to the United Kingdom. <laughs> shout out to MC Lars for get, uh, having Taking on us tour. on tour. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to my wife, Meg. Okay. I'm going to shout out Jared, yeah. who said his first shout out apparently last week was his first shout out and we were clowning him so I want to give a shout out to Jared in his new podcast He's Narrative show. Imperative yep. his sister and him talk about uh, you know whatever nerdy thing they want to talk about that they can just They're nerd out about movies, Star Wars movies books yeah. whatever you know so uh, give them a follow give them a listen I know that he has supported the podcast for a very long time so excited that he is now taking the step into becoming a fellow podcaster awesome guys thanks for listening this week we'll see you next week so you, you get through last year, and, and, and Tibbs takes the job here. I mean, you, you knew of him. You played probably one year against his teams yeah. uh, briefly when he was in Chicago. But, I mean, what was your, your sense there? Uh, you know, I was excited. You know, you get a coach like that, you know, he's had my first workout with him. He was trying to kill me that first workout. You know, he wants to see where you're at.
And he tests uh, you. He tests you. You know, I was ready for it. You know, I was I was working out before that. I'm, I'm gonna be ready for this workout. You know, and uh, best thing, you know, I hit about 15, 16 pull-ups in a row, and I'm thinking like I'm killing this workout. You don't know I'm ready. And all he keeps saying is go harder. I'm like, yo, how? What? Wait, wait, time out. What else do I gotta do? 